Hello, this is Darren and him, and welcome back to the Hidden Heart Thirteen Thirteen podcast, guys. Welcome back, guys. All right, we're going to continue on in our Names of God series. Yes. And our next name that we're going to cover today is Jehovah Sidkenu. A little bit of a tongue twister there, but it starts with a T. But I believe the T is silent, so. Hopefully we're saying it correctly. I believe so. I believe we're getting it right. So for those of you um, who are just joining us on our Names of God series, Mm -hmm. in our Names of God series, just want to let you know what we're doing. We are going through the Names of God, but what we're also doing is we're taking time to um, answer a few questions so that we can get a better understanding. So we want to know what it means. We want to know where was it first found? What did it mean to its original audience and how can we apply it to our lives today? Correct. Yeah, we think of, as we learn these names of God, yes. each name kind of reveals a different personality of who God is to oh, us. Yes. And we just want to get to know those different personalities of God oh, yes. and how they can help us in our everyday walk with him as well. So that's so good. And that's the goal for kind of learning all these different names. There's plenty of them and we won't cover them all because we'll be here for quite a while if we did. But we today, we right. are going to cover one. Correct. And <laughs> Jehovah Sikkenu. <laughs> so, like my wife mentioned, I'll be, the first question we want to figure out is, what does Jehovah Sikkenu mean? And it means the Lord, our righteousness. Very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, the next question we want to ask is, where is it first Found and it's found in the book of Jeremiah, mm-hmm. chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. I'm going to read those to you now. Perfect. It says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David mm-hmm. a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord, our righteous Savior. Yes, 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 So yes. good. Absolutely. So I think we want to move on because uh, that's when it was first seen, Jeremiah 23, verses 5 through 6, for those of you who are taking notes. Uh, but we want to go to the next question, and it's what did it mean to its original audience? So yeah. we know Jeremiah is the author, so yeah. what did it mean? So this is basically... Um, uh the prediction of Jesus coming um and so if you are if you heard what I was saying about in verse um five it was saying when I will raise up for David a righteous branch so what this is saying that the the line of David would be restored and a king after the heart of David would reign and so this is what they were saying and uh, so there was basically just predicting Jesus's uh, coming. And after everything that was going on in the book of Jeremiah, so like they were talking about like all of these ruthless kings um, mm-hmm. and their destruction that's getting ready to come on them. Remember, like we were reading in Jeremiah and like the first I don't know how many chapters we were reading, but we got to one chapter and it was just doom and gloom all over. We were like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is horrible. So there were so many like ruthless kings that were in the verses above. 
before verses five and in six, it talks about how these kings, these rulers scattered, um, scattered the Lord's people. They, and they use the metaphor sheep, scattering the sheep of um, the Lord. And he's saying that I am going to um, bring my, I'm going to restore my yes. my sheep. I'm going to bring shepherds in who are going to steward them in a loving way and they will be good to them but i am going to bring them back to their pasture and they will be fruitful and they will increase in number um so that's just a little bit of what happens before those uh for mention uh those uh, verses five and six um but basically it's just talking about the coming of jesus and how he will be our savior our yes. righteous our king savior our king Absolutely. <laughs> yes and he's going to be our righteousness when he comes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. And just to move on, I guess, a little bit, um, let's go to the next question to keep it moving on. And I think that's how it applies today. But I think before we get there, we've been saying a lot about righteousness. And maybe we should just define what righteousness is from a biblical standpoint as well. So we can kind of understand um, what righteousness really means. So we have... Um, a lot of resources that we use. We use a biblical or a Bible commentary, rather, and this one actually comes from the Tony Evans Bible um, commentary. And just a small plug, if you don't have it, Tony Evans is fantastic, and this Bible commentary is fantastic as well. But in it, in it, the definition of righteousness is the divine standard God has established for mankind's actions and attitudes to be acceptable to him. And in this commentary as well, it kind of gives like a snippet a little bit more about righteousness. And it talks about how the difference between us and God is that God is just righteous in this character, just alone him. He's righteousness and we are not. We are not at all. However, in order for us to be um, guess, delivered and back to him and be able to be in his presence, obviously we know the story. He sent Jesus to redeem us and Jesus lived a righteous, sinless life. And for those who trust in Jesus can now be seen by God as righteous as well. So that's why it's so important that Jehovah Sidkenu came to restore our righteousness as well in this particular instance. And because he's our Lord, our righteousness, then we can go there. So I think now we can go ahead and go to the question about how do we apply this today and what it means for us today. Well, you pretty much just answered it because like as image bearers of Christ, um, because we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, mm -hmm. we have been made righteous through him. Therefore, he is our righteousness as he dwells within us. Yes. And so you don't have to. Um, I think I think the enemy does um, a bang up job of helping us to not helping us, but was um, it feel not worthy? Yeah. Making <laughs> us feel not worthy, making us feel lowly. Um, reminding us of our past and the things that we've done. But when you receive Jesus, when yes. you accept him as your Lord and Savior, all things are made new. You are now made in the righteous image of our Praise Lord God. and Savior. And so when God That's sees good. you, he sees righteousness. He sees Jesus. Remember, Jesus is up there ever interceding on our behalf, yes. always. And I love that. Um, basically, he's up there pleading our case. Yes. And I love that fact. But we don't have to go to God and 
and with our heads hanging low all the time, thinking that right. we are so unworthy. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are in the kingdom. Correct. Um, you have been made righteous. And so and so you come from a different standpoint when you pray. Absolutely. So the blood of Jesus covers that for us when his blood was shed. And now we can be seen as sons and daughters of God through his uh, through God's eyes because his son, Jesus, took our place. And now we're seen in the exact same way that he saw Jesus as righteousness, as worthy uh, to be at his right hand. And I think that's just fantastic. Again, I think we just sometimes glaze over the fact and the significance of what Jesus did for us. Yeah. But he really restored how God sees us. And that was all God's plan. God wanted to yes. see us that way yeah. as well. And that's why he brought his son to redeem us. And I think that's just so sweet that he did yeah. that for us. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to give you guys um, a, a, a couple of scriptures yeah. just to look through. Um, so Romans chapter six, verses 17 through 18. These are just scriptures that were given that you you guys can read um, on your own. Mm -hmm. um, but just so you can recognize, you know, the love that God has for us and what Christ did for us. Um, so Romans chapter six, verse 17 through 18. And then Romans chapter 10, verses three through four. Correct. Now, there is another one I'm going to give to you, and I'm actually going to read it because I, I just really feel like this one will, um, this this is one that we should read out loud. It comes, drive it home. <laughs> yeah, it comes from First Corinthians uh, chapter one, verse 30, and it reads, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Okay, let me read that again. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. who has become for us wisdom from God. Yes. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Yes. That is so good. It is. It is so good to not mm -hmm. only just know that that, that is what what we have now in Christ, but that is what he he became for. That is who he is to us. And so that's so important yeah. for us to remember. Correct. Redemption. He redeemed that, us. I love that. And that's just fantastic. He paid the price for us. We use those terms and they become cliche. They do. But God never let us, let the, the news of the cross become old to us. That is so good. And that's what our whole stance and what we believe in. He redeemed us. I'm just so grateful for it. I'm so, so grateful for Jehovah's Sick Canoe. Sick Canoe, yes. <laughs> that's going to continue to be a tricky word for me. I don't think I'll ever say it correct. Every time I see it because of that T, I want to say it's a Sick Canoe. This is not the time for me to get on um, our grammar and how, or like the English language and how I am against certain <laughs> letters being in words if they are not going to say anything like sidebar a homeschool okay mm -hmm. and so teaching these kids about how to say words and i'm teaching them the the the, the rules of and they're like well why is this letter here if it's not going to say anything i don't know <laughs> why it's there um this yeah. is just the way it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to get, I'm going to get off of that soapbox yep. really quick, but yep. soapbox is done. Soapbox <laughs> is done. But Jehovah 
sick canoe. Yes, yes, yes. So I think this is just a good time for us to just maybe go into a little bit of a prayer, of course, and just thank God for Jehovah Sid Canoe and, and what that means to us as well. So yeah. let's go ahead and pray. Yeah. I dear Heavenly Father, again, we just thank you so much for this time uh, to get together and, and just learn more about you. And thank you, Lord, for the the different personalities that you have. And specifically at this point, we want to thank you for Jehovah Sid Canoe. We thank you, Lord, for being our righteousness. Yes, for redeeming God. us, Lord God, yes, God, and redeeming us in your own eyes, Lord, that this was your plan, Lord, to do this and to be our righteous. So we thank you that because you are righteous, as are we, Lord God. So we pray that you continue to reveal different facets yes. of Jehovah's sick can do to us, Lord God, and show us even more how we can apply that into our lives today. Mm-hmm. And the Father, we thank you, Lord, for it. In your son Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.